Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey there, Spooksters, and it's the end of the month, so you know what it is. It is Listener's Encounter episode. Yay! I am your host, Jessica, and as always, I am joined by one of my favorite people on the planet, who I am missing so much because I spent so much time with her, and now she went back to Alaska, and I hate it. Hi, Tara. (laughs) Hey, Spooksters. Hey, Jessica. (laughs) I know. For like an entire week, every time I looked next to me tara was there and then she left and i was like sad and we just put the air mattress away because my dog was like mourning the loss of tara <laughs> because she just instantly fell in love with tara so she would come in and like lay on the, the sheet and everything and i just i couldn't take it down oh she's too heartbroken yeah. but anyway <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, it is a listener's encounter episode. And if you are new to the show, this is where we read stories that our listeners submit to us about encounters they've had with the paranormal, Mm -hmm. sometimes true crime, but mostly paranormal. Mm -hmm. So like all listener episodes, we're going to do our business, then we're going to get straight down into the good stories that we have for you this month. As per usual, in the show notes, Tara has created a beautiful link tree, which literally takes you every place you need to go to find us, whether it be our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, website, merch store, Patreon. All the things. All the things. Discord? <laughs> Discord in there? Discord's in there, yes. Good. I don't know how the link tree system works, like how many are allowed. So when Tara, I always have to ask Tara, like, is that in there? <laughs> I don't know. But no, she's created. It's wonderful. And as always, you can find that in the show notes below. Check us out on all our platforms because we do communicate. And we have a new one that we're communicating on. It's called Flick. Mm-hmm. You can actually go in and chat about the specific episode in a specific little thread. And it's great. If you haven't done it, you should do it now. Take two seconds. Download Flick. It's three spooked girls. That's how you find us. No spaces. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our amazing spooky stories today, we're going to tell you about something really fun that we're doing this month. When we were at our conference, we happened to walk past the Podbean booth and they were like, hey, you guys are on Podbean. Come talk to us. So we went and talked to them and we found this great new function, which is live streaming. Woo-hoo. We are going to be doing an audio live stream tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. So for those of you on the East Coast, that's 8 o'clock. We thought about y'all. And we didn't want to make it at 8 o'clock our time because then you'd be asleep. So we're going to be talking about two spooky bitches in this episode. We're going to be talking about Bloody Mary and La Llorona. So you want to come, listen, learn, be scared. It's got an amazing chat feature. So you'll be able to talk to us throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. And it'll be like our live stream we did on Facebook, only you won't see our faces. Yes. So if you've got, you know, dinner to cook, dishes to do, whatever your weekday stuff is, because this is going to be tomorrow, the 29th, Tuesday, you can listen to us like a regular podcast, but you can also chat with us, too. So it's kind of nice. So we're going to try it out and see how it goes. So get you in the spooky mood. We're excited. Mm hmm. 
Yay. Okay. <laughs> and now we are going to dive in to our spooky stories. And I'm going to kick it over to Tara. We have a Ouija board story from Miss Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. We always appreciate your spooky tales. Aaron says, Thank you as usual for being amazing and having your podcast. I love listening as much as I can. I'm playing catch up now. Aw, so you're binging us. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) You asked for our spookiest paranormal encounters, so here it goes. My senior year of high school, I was at an overnight school trip to a nearby town for a yearbook and student newspaper convention. If you've ever been in yearbook or on the newspaper, you know these electives tend to attract the eclectics and outcasts. In my group was a girl named Tessa, who is pretty obsessed with witchcraft, the paranormal, and basically anything that makes your skin crawl. She dressed in the general goth emo style, but wore a vial of her boyfriend's blood around her neck. Um, I would have been like, no, Tessa. (laughs) No. Like, there's like loving the paranormal and true crime, and then there's like loving the paranormal and true crime. Mm-hmm. Also, think about how much like he would have had to cut himself to get like oh. a vial. I'm sure it wasn't a big one, but still. You're right. Scary. Ooh. After a long day at the convention, me, Tessa, and two other girls went back to our hotel room and Tessa asked if we wanted to use a Ouija board. Now, I'd always been warned to never play with one due to an experience my great-grandmother had, but curiosity got the better of me and I agreed. Tessa's board was different than any other I had seen or heard about. It was cloth and hand-painted with letters, numbers, and whatnot. Her talisman was handmade as well, essentially a silver triangle set in smooth, dark wood. We started by all placing our fingers on the talisman, and Tessa walked us through on how to open the circle, and that at the end, it was super important to close it. So this next part, just for you guys, it's like their questions and then the reply. Is there anyone in here with us? The board says yes. What is your name? Eliza. How old were you when you died? 15. How did you die? No answer. Eliza, did somebody kill you? Yes. Do you know who did it? Yes. What was their name? Jasper. How did you die? No answer. Are you still with us? Yes. Are you afraid? Yes. Of Jasper? Yes. Is he with you now? Yes. Can you tell us more about what happened? No answer. Is there anything we can do to bring you peace? No answer. Did you die in this hotel? No answer. Can you tell us more about you? No answer. Eliza, are you still here? Eliza is not here. Who's with us? Jasper. We got pretty spooked at this point and told Tessa we wanted to stop. She helped us close the circle, but the story doesn't end there. The next morning, we finished up the convention and headed back to our hometown. Shortly after I got home, I started working on some chores in my backyard. Out in the back with me were my two dogs, Tiffany and Misty. At first, things were fine. They watched me rake up dead leaves and bag them. Without any warning, Tiffany started growling at me. I tried to calm her down, but she kept growling and the fur on her neck was starting to rise. I looked over my shoulder and I didn't see anything, but I felt a sense of complete and total dread. I told myself this was all in my head and I needed to finish my chores before my dad got home from work. I told Tiffany to calm down and went back to what I was doing. Then Misty got in on it, but she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at the spot behind me. She was a bit bolder and started walking towards this corner of the yard in that, I'm going to mess you up if you don't get out of your way, that dogs do when they feel threatened. She took a couple steps forward and then started yipping like someone kicked her and ran back to the porch. 
All right, I said to myself, time to get the fuck out of here. I dropped the rake in the bag and told myself, I'll come back in a bit, but there was no way I'm going to be the victim of some sick horror movie plot right now. I go into the house and lock the back door. My family rarely locks the door to the house. Small town mentality? And decide I need to shower to get the feeling off of me. A hot shower can fix almost anything, right? I put the dogs in the bathroom with me because I'm still a little freaked out, and just having them around makes me feel a bit better. Our shower had a frosted sliding glass door. I'm showering and I could hear the dogs start to growl again, but very low, and I could see a silhouette of a man on the other side of the frosted glass. My heart starts racing and I open the door a crack, and I see this figure in the mirror staring at me. For the briefest of seconds, I could feel this darkness spread throughout my body. I closed my eyes and slammed the shower door shut and sat in the hot running water and started singing over and over again, I am a child of God. I sang until the dog stopped growling and the water grew cold. I finally felt okay and turned off the water and dried off. The dogs were acting like their normal selves and the mirror was empty of anything besides my own reflection. I have no idea if it was a demon, Jasper, or an overreactive imagination, or what, but it left me a little shaken. I get goosebumps thinking about that now as I write this. Was I close to losing myself? Maybe. I never felt darkness like that before or since, but I'll be damned if I ever touch another Ouija board. This is why you don't. Yes. Like a thousand times, yes. There's a lot of shit that I will look into paranormal, but like it'll be a long time before we do a legit episode on Ouija boards because like they are literally the gateway. Like you open a door and you let something out. Something doesn't always go back in. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm not about that life. No. Well, with that, Jessica, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My turn. So I'm going to read a story by Minka, which I got really excited because of the name. Yeah, it's a fun name. I like it. I don't know. It's just a fun story. It's a fun name to say. Minka. Okay. So Minka tells us her story. So my family has always had gifts. My great-grandmother was a witch but was never identified as such, although she passed down the old ways from when she was young. My mom can see ghosts, and I can hear them, but I can't see them anymore. Mm, I don't know which is terrifying, more terrifying. Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm like, uh, I would probably rather see it than hear it and not see it. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have much to do with my story. Just pondering if it's what attached the entity to me that came and went for several years. When I moved into the first apartment I lived in after relocating back to Michigan after my parents retired, I thought the property manager at the time was joking around about the area being haunted because she was my age and it was near Halloween. I wonder if Minka knows our friend from Michigan. Right? Sorry, we have a very wonderful friend from Michigan. (laughs) Listen to fatalities. (laughs) Do it. A year or two later, I started having dreams where I would feel emotionally and physically violated in every sense of the word that you can connect to it. And I started leaving my television in my bedroom on because I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy or hallucinating because of medications I was taking at the time. It stopped for a while. Several months later, I moved into a larger apartment in the same complex that was across the street. It was very nice and had its own private road. Ooh, fancy. She's got her own private road. Mm. No, I'm serious. I'm a little jealous because, like, <laughs> Tara's been to my house. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to, like, whack a ways to my apartment. <laughs> I want a private road. <laughs> and the entity came back with a vengeance. Oh, no. I moved into a bigger apartment to accommodate my then-boyfriend and his daughter, which he had joint custody of. 
I didn't know what he did, but I told him to leave the apartment for a few hours and then come back. The entity stayed gone for three years. After my boyfriend and I split up on mutual terms, it came back. For several months, I was choked before falling asleep and waking up. This was until I started doing candle work and sending out protections for myself. It's been roughly six years since anything happened, and it didn't follow me when I moved out of the apartment and off the property. My best friend, who is now deceased, had many spiritual problems of her own. I would share her story via her daughter once I have permission, as there are many things I can't remember, but she can, and she is clairvoyant and hates it. She's able to shut it off somewhat, but it will still bother her if she lets it in. The only difference is their negative entity had a name. I don't like it. (laughs) Well, thank you, Minka, for sharing. Thank you. That's fucking terrifying. Right? I don't know. Like, if I thought it was associated to my apartment, I would be telling my husband right fucking then, like, we're moving. Right? Yeah. I know I joke, like, I want to live in a haunted house. I want to live in a haunted house with Casper. Mm Mm-hmm. Not something bad. Yeah. Not choke a bitch. No. Mm -mm. Because that person is not nice and we don't like them. They can go back to where they came from. And we're going to take a quick break because we have a huge list of new patrons to shout out for this month. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, guys. Thank you so, so much. We want to say a huge thank you to the following Spookster Club members we have now. Michelle, Heidi, Elia, Amy, Taylor, Kelly S., Veronica, Elizabeth, Raymond, Mariah, Katie, Jennifer, Tabitha, and Erica. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. We really, really appreciate you being a patron. Okay, what story do you have for us next? My other story is from Kara, and Kara says, hello, ghouls and fellow Northern California ladies. Hello, hello. Hey. <laughs> North Lake Tahoe gal here. <gasps> Yay, so I can go up the 80 and not up the 50. <laughs> if you live anywhere in my area, you completely understand that going up the 50 is literally a crapshoot of whether you're going to be stuck in traffic for four hours or you're going to die. Bum, bum, bum. No other ex- options. <laughs> uh, she says, love you, spooksters. Sorry, this is long. No, 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 no. You don't need to say sorry. We love it. I will say real quick, guys, any stories, the more details you guys have, the better. Truth. Yes. Okay. So never apologize for a long story. It'll just uh, more than likely be me reading it because Jessica ain't a fan of reading long like stories, it. but it's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. It's fine. Especially because like. Right now, I'm waiting for my glasses to come in the mail because the ones I was wearing have a huge fucking scratch in them. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> but anyways, all right, this is Kara's story. This has been a lifetime of looking over my shoulder and saging the shit out of every new place I live. So yeah, here we go. Let's take it back to the 90s. Sage your life to save your life. I mean, yeah, and I wore a scrunchie today, so let's do this. <laughs> Thanks, Stitcher. (laughs) Yes, thank you. All right. When I was six, we moved from the Midwest into a very old, large house in Northern California in the forest. Thanks, Mom and Dad. But we were across the street from Lake Tahoe. My room was upstairs and at the end of a long U-shaped hallway. The room was large and there was a giant closet in the room. I had an awesome window bench that faced the lake. 
This was my favorite spot to sit and it was right outside the closet that always gave me chill bumps. This closet had a tall door with shutter panels and the ceiling in there was 8 feet tall when you walked in and it angled down to nothing, similar to a 90 degree angle. I always sat on the window bench and would read or sometimes even sleep there. One day when I was sitting there, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little boy with his back to me, bouncing a red ball, and he had a kitten walking next to him. They were walking away from me. Sometimes I would hear the cat meow, but would never see the boy's face, other than his profile from the left side. Sometimes he would look my way and then turn back around and walk into the hallway. At night, I would wake up to a whispered meow. We had no cats due to the fact that my mom and I were deathly allergic. Some nights, my dog who slept in my bed would even sit straight up when I would hear the meowing and look in the direction it came from. I just ended up getting used to the boy in my room and would just smile and say hi when he appeared. Well, when I was about 10 or 11, things started to shift. The room next to mine was a spare room that was a game room for us, all the board games on the shelving, and a remote race car track. I was sitting in my room listening to music and games would fall off the shelf. At night, I could see the glow of a light in that room go under from the closed door, even though there was no one in there. One night, I decided I'm going to suck it up and go in there when I heard the game shift and turn the light on. And there's in parentheses in all caps. Fully regret this decision. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) So I go in there and I see the boy with his back to me. I say, oh hey, you're waking me up. I'm just going to turn this light off and leave. And at that moment, the friendly boy turned around and had an angry look on his face. And half of his face I couldn't see was essentially melted off. Okay. He pushed the ball towards me on the ground and said, nope, I'm busy and shut the door. (laughs) He's sassy. I ran to my sister's room and told her about the boy. We hadn't really talked about it before because she told me I was crazy the first time I told her. She then said she had seen an older man a few nights prior and wrote it off as a nightmare. Cool, sis. Thanks for ignoring the times when there were friendly spirits. I would continue to see the boy, but now would try to ignore him since I was scared of him at this point. He would push things off the ledges in my room, close in the closet, would inflate like there was a body in there, as if they were on the hanger. Creepy shit that was not okay. Nope. 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 Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. If my clothes start being worn by a, like a thing that's not there, an entity, a little boy, I'm out. <laughs> he can have my clothes. Finally, I turned 17 and graduate high school. I moved four hours away for college. First semester, I was living in the dorms. I was in the bathroom putting makeup on and in my room behind me, in the mirror, I see the little boy bouncing his red ball and an old man extending his hand to him. I scream. My roommates come in and look in the mirror and she said she saw a red ball bouncing, but no boy or man. Done. We move out of the dorm sophomore year and get an apartment. At the apartment, three of the four roomies would hear the meowing and one of my roomies also saw the boy. Well, my roomie was really into spiritual shit and decided she wanted to talk to the boy. I was having no part of this other than I would smile at the boy when I would see him. She finds out through research this poor child was hit on a road outside the house I lived in growing up. An older man came to help at the accident, I think possibly from the car. The car had hit a tree after hitting the boy. Well, the car exploded or caught on fire and burned them both. And then of course they passed away. This boy and man followed me around for a long time. House to house, different states. I'm in my mid-30s now, and just maybe five years ago was the last time I saw them. And when I did, the boy and his cat were walking, and the old man reached his hand out, and the boy grabbed it. The cat meowed, and that was that. I still get chill bumps every now and then, and just say hi to the boy. I'm glad he seems to be at peace now with the man who tried to save him and the cat. Ghost kids. Spooky. Now enjoy a bevy. Kara. <laughs> we need a fucking drink after that. I know. I mean, 
I just love the sassiness. No, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm doing shit. Get out. <laughs> Got shit to do, bitches. Get out. Aw. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you imagine, though, like if you walked into a room and you were like, uh, what are you doing? And the, the ghost turned to you and was like, fucking busy. Get out. <laughs> be- <laughs> trying to think of like who would that ghost be? It's going to be like when Shane Dawson passes away and his ghost starts haunting people. Right. Because, you know, he's gonna. That's going to be him. I love it so much. Oh, my God. Okay, so our fourth and final story today is coming from Pam. Mm -hmm. And I know Pam. Yay. Pam is part of a paranormal investigation team that I hopefully will be doing a investigation with soon. I was supposed to do some and then her husband and her got sick and I just didn't, you know, I didn't really want to go without them because they're the people I know. But and then they invited me to go to another one and I'm going on my anniversary. So it was like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I'll get there sometime. <laughs> Eventually it will happen. I do have my ghost hunty stuff mm-hmm. ready to go. Too afraid to do it in my house, though, like to turn on my spirit box because. Don't do it. I don't want to know if something's. <laughs> <laughs> we will leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Gotta sage it. <sighs> okay. But Pam is a very wonderful person. And hopefully one day I will share a story. I will get permission to share a story um, of someone that she knows and I know because it's fucking fantastic. I'm going to tell you that. But this is not that story. I mean, this is a fantastic story, too, but like it's a different story. I digress. I'm going to read because now I'm talking myself into a weird hole. (laughs) Okay. So Pam wrote us. My son and his wife invited us to join them at the Universal Horror Nights and Warner Brothers RIP tours. We were very excited. But being the paranormal researcher and case manager of our group, I was truly excited when I heard that we were going to be staying at the Hotel Roosevelt. Get it, girl. I have read articles and have heard the podcast about the happenings at the hotel and looked forward to finding out for myself. When I checked in, I took a short tour of the hotel. I visited the pool where the little girl in the blue dress supposedly died. I have looked into the mirror where others supposedly have seen the image of Marilyn Monroe taken from room 1200 where she once lived. Even Montgomery Cliff and Carol Lombard are reported to have haunted the halls of the Grand Hotel. There are even stories of hotel operators getting phone calls for help, but never being able to verify where they came from. We returned from the Universal Studio RIP tour around 2 a.m. and went to our rooms. We had rooms side by side, but not adjoining. Our rooms were laid out much like most hotels of this class, with one exception. To the right of our bed was a sliding wooden door that slid open to the bathroom and the closet. Tara and I would not understand anything about a big sliding door. (laughs) Our hotel in Atlanta was like the bathroom was just like a sliding door. And sometimes you'd go to shut it and it would just like bounce back open. Mm -hmm. Like, well, now I'm paying. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, whenever I entered the room, I always made sure that door was closed. It felt like we were being watched. It was weird that a bathroom would be placed in that location when there was a beautiful large one across the room. We got ready for bed, and because it had been active in a long evening, we drifted off to sleep. I couldn't be sure of how long it had been. I was laying on my side, cuddled up to my husband's back, as usual, when I felt a touch on my shoulder. Not hard, just a touch, as someone would do if they were trying to get your attention. It took me a second before I decided to finally roll over to see what it was, but there was no one there. 
just the slightly open door that I made sure I'd shut before I'd laid down. The next morning, I woke up and went up and down the halls taking pictures and EVPs, but I was never able to capture anything. I checked to make sure there had been no earthquakes in the region, only some isolated storms that I admit at times were intense. Wow. She got touched. Yes, she did. Ooh. Ooh. It's creepy yet exciting all at the same time. Right? Yes. Well, thank you guys for your stories. I thought these were extra, extra spooky for our Halloween month. They were. They were really, um, some of them were very terrifying. Yeah, for real. Fuck. So thank you guys. Yes. Well, that wraps it up for this listener's encounters episode. We are happy that you are listening. And if you have any stories that you want us to read on the show, make sure you send them to us. You can send them to us in almost every way imaginable. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, which is threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And we will try to make sure they get read. Give us a couple months because sometimes we get surges of like a ton. (laughs) (laughs) So if you've submitted a story and we haven't read it yet, know that we have it and that we are going to read it. Mm -hmm. It's just that we do about four an episode unless the stories are a little shorter, but we had some longer stories this time. So we wanted to make sure we gave them their fair time and that you weren't going to spend four hours listening to us read stories. (laughs) (laughs) So we will see you on Thursday. We had a couple weeks where we didn't do stabbies. So stabbies will be back on Thursday and it will be spooky because it will also be Halloween. And patrons, you'll have a bonus episode on Patreon as well. Yes. So we will see you then. And until then, have a good day. Bye. Bye.